Hello and welcome to the Biz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion for May 8th, 2007. From Orlando, Florida, I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined each week by our Orlando team, including Bob Barley, Julie Martin, Corey Martin, Kevin Close, and John Magi. This week we'll tell you about the top news stories on the Diz, including Disney's announcement that all its resorts will go non-smoking as of June 1st. We'll also talk about the upcoming Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End premiere coming up at Disneyland. And we'll discuss the upcoming Gay Day celebration at Walt Disney World, scheduled to begin later this month. All that, plus listener emails and roundtable rapid fire on this edition of the Diz Unplug Roundtable. Now, before we get started today, I do want to mention that our feature discussion in this week's episode uh, relates to Gay Days at the Magic Kingdom. And while our discussion really is a discussion about its impact on vacation planning and a little bit further than that, uh, a discussion on some social issues. It may not be suitable, depending on your sensibilities, it may not be suitable for all members of your family. I consider that to be a personal choice each parent makes, and I don't want to make any assumptions about what you think your kid should listen to or what kind of conversations you feel should be, that, you, that, that should be appropriate for your, for your family. So if you are listening with younger, younger listeners, I would uh, just want to make that advisory so that you can make a considered decision before listening to uh, our feature discussion this week in their company. So just wanted to make sure I got that out. And with that out of the way, we will go ahead and get started with the news. Our number three news story this week, more changes are coming to the restaurants at Epcot. We recently reported that Alfredo's Restaurant at the Italy Pavilion and World Showcase was switching ownership later this year. According to the Orlando Business Journal, that's a major part of Disney's restaurant strategy for the theme park, but not the only one. First, the article states that eight of the outsourced restaurants in World Showcase signed sweetheart deals with Disney 25 years ago when the park was first opening. Now Disney is renegotiating those contracts, and it looks as though the restaurant operators are going to have to pony up big money in order to remain. Now, no details have been leaked about how much it will cost to operate a restaurant in World Showcase under the new contract, but it appears as though Disney sees this as an opportunity to raise the capital it needs to revitalize many of those pavilions. At least four restaurants at World Showcase will be overhauled in, during the next year, including Italy, Japan, China, and Mexico. In Japan, Tempura Kiku and the Matsunoma Lounge have been demolished to make way for a new venue focused on serving sushi. In early 2008, Nine Dragons, the restaurant in the China Pavilion, will close to undergo major renovations, which will include a new show kitchen that will allow guests to interact with the chefs as meals are prepared. The San Angel Inn in Mexico, at the Mexico Pavilion recently added 25 more seats to its restaurant, and one of the retail shops in the pavilion will be closed later this summer and replaced with a tequila bar. The Cantina de San Angel will also get a kitchen expansion and a redesign to its menu and seating areas. I think that's great. I really do think it's wonderful that they're doing this stuff. But Disney, if you're listening, sit down and pay attention. Nine Dragons does not need a show kitchen. It needs a new kitchen. It needs new chefs. It needs new servers. It needs better food. It's crap. <laughs> don't, give me a, don't give me a line of sight view of the chefs because if I'm eating there, I'm going to throw the food at them. <laughs> Well, I think what's happened is I think people's idea of Asian food has changed over the last 25 years. I mean, when I was growing up, it was um, chicken chow mein and shrimp lo mein. And mm -hmm. we've realized True. that 
Asian cuisine is a lot deeper than what Americanized the Americanized version was. So what I'm hoping is this new new show kitchen allows them to offer uh, a more realistic version of what Chinese food and Stop. it really is. We'll get to watch the cats being. Uh, <laughs> I didn't say skinned. that. Please don't write to me. I didn't say it. <laughs> I hate when Pete tempers his emotions. Well, let's let's be honest. Nine Dragons is by far the oh, yeah. worst restaurant in World Showcase. What that restaurant needs is a new operator, in my opinion. Somebody who's going to come in there and bring a fresh perspective to it. Because if they keep the service staff they have right now, they might as well rename it Tiananmen Square. Uh-oh. Okay? It, it's, just, it, it's, it's not a friendly group. It's not a, a quality product. It doesn't have – I mean, it's it's bad local Chinese food. I can get better Chinese food up the street. I've said it a million times Chang's. before. Yes, Chang's right here, right over on Semarang. I can get a much better Chinese food experience locally than I ever could at Nine Dragons. And I think a lot can be done to make the food better. Um, I think that menu is all over the place. Like I said, it just is not a good I restaurant. feel that way about Mexico also. Mexico, well, we, I've always said that's about one step up from frozen dinner oh. at San Angeles. I so. feel Germany. Is Germany on that list? No, Germany is not on that list. There are changes being made, but they're minor. Yeah. I, don't, I think that's okay. I don't, I don't think that's bad. Kevin, I'm tired after, of Edelweiss. I'm tired of that show. But Well, <laughs> it's not the show. I've just had, in my experience, personal experience, I have... Not had a good meal in that restaurant yet, and I've been there like four or five times. Last and week. <laughs> no, I mean the only thing I like over in Germany is the the uh, hot dog or Frankfurter that they have on the outside booth. But mm-hmm. I just don't. Maybe I just don't understand the German food. But I've never had a good experience, and maybe it's because I don't drink a lot of beer over there. It's maybe that's why people like it. Think how much better the Mexico restaurant's going to be after you hit that tequila bar. Yeah, <laughs> mm, yeah. I, I'm I'm but interested as to why they would decide to open a tequila bar, though. Don't you think that's asking for trouble? I think it might be. There's actually a tequila stand now within the within the uh, marketplace area outside of the restaurant. Did you see that the last yeah. time we went? So I have a feeling that's what they're going to move in there. I, you know, it seems kind of stereotypical to me. It seems kind of. Maybe they think a negative they, stereotype, but who knows? Maybe right. they think they can sell more product doing that than what they're selling in that space now inside. I don't know. Tequila, tequila shots on a hot day. Whew. Well, yeah. it's tough. I'm also, you know, tequila tends to be, for a lot of people, I think, liquid aggression. Absolutely. I think it's the way, you, the way you've described yeah. it before, Corey. And I'm, wondering, I'm just wondering the wisdom. I mean, tequila is a very, very strong drink. Is that the one they drop the, the worm in? Some do, yes. Some do, yeah. Oh, that's um, just and, ugly. You know, well, not all of them. All the, oh, okay. But it's, it's I, I, I just don't know, you know, encouraging people to drink a lot of tequila. I wonder what kind of restrictions they're going to put on it. If they're going to flag people, like, you know, two drink maximum or something like that. I doubt it. I doubt it. I well, doubt there are smarter places to go and get drunk than Epcot. You can go and get drunk cheaper. You know, much exactly, cheaper where you don't have to pay $65 or $70 just to get in. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, the cover charge is high. <laughs> it's like a club in Miami. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But so, I mean, it's interesting to see what they're going to end up doing all around. Um, 
It looks and like they're trying to address the, some of the problems. Well, I also think with this contract renegotiation, some of the operators, may it may be too expensive for them. They may, they may have to Well, that's a good out. thing, too. I think so, too. It's time to modernize this. In this case, it's, I think change is good. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, I agree. I think people's um, taste buds have matured. Well, could you imagine just for a moment eight truly world-class restaurants all around World Showcase? What a difference that could make to Yeah, and America sells hot dogs and hamburgers. I, I was oh, just going to say that, yeah. Kevin. We didn't touch on that. Amer- this is a, a hot point for me. I think we need to get Paula Dean in there. The menu at America is just well, it's disgusting. nothing but fries and it's like that's chicken. what and it's that's bad what everybody food. from all around exactly. the world come in and say. See the American Pavilion, the food. It's like, is this all you can do? It's like a little I just New Orleans upset. food, a little barbecue. Exactly. You know. It, it, Something it American. Be, it could be so much better. They should have highlights from around the U.S., you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, they used to have a, a clam chowder bowl, I believe. You know, uh, it just seems, though, like I, I noticed this when I ate at the NASCAR Cafe in downtown or at uh, City Walk. It seems that automatically anything, any menu d- described as Americana automatically means bad food. Hmm. And I'm sorry. I think there are some authentic American dishes, Absolutely. although, you know, our influences are taken from all sorts of cultures. But there are, there are, are, uh, are dishes that are considered American dishes that could be done in a, in a nice restaurant. You I know? wasn't joking about bringing in Paula Deen. I think that's truly Southern American cooking is some truly of the American. Best, and, and some of the best food you'll ever eat. Right. You know? I, I just think they could be more imaginative. In that area, and they're missing the boat. They actually are. I wonder if Chinese people go to the, the Chinese pavilion and think that think that this is a disgrace. That this is the food that represents them. I think it's a disgrace. Well, yeah, you, <laughs> you know, know I, I heard, imagine they must. I would think they would too. I'd heard uh, someone mentioned to me. You know, a lot of the countries they kind of Americanize the food, so it. People don't get shock or whatever it is from the different countries. I, I think mean, I think Kevin hit a point there, though, is that America's tastes have evolved. We understand it's not the 1970s anymore. Right. There's the Food Channel now and all other stuff. Well, I, just the fact right, that Japan Kevin. is putting in a sushi bar. I mean, people. I can't wait. That that's the way people are eating. I mean, well, that, that excites me because right. the old yeah. one was like one tiny little room. Right, but I mean, I mean like yeah. five people could sit at the sushi bar, and they had great sushi over there. <laughs> well, you know, one of the things too that that dawned on me when I was w- reading this article was that all these restaurants have had a contract for twenty five years. They didn't have to worry about their renewal. Right. They didn't have to worry about whether or not it was right. good. I'm hoping that Disney will give shorter contract terms to this so that it's, you know, keeps them on their toes. Hopefully, you know, if you're not performing, if you're not getting good guest satisfaction um, reviews, you're out. We'll find somebody else. They're not going to have any trouble finding operators for those, those, those venues. All right, let's get on to our number two story this week. The benefit premiere of the upcoming Pirates of the Caribbean movie on May 19th at Disneyland was able to raise more than $3 million for the Make-A-Wish Foundation in just 14 days, completely selling out the event. The event will include a red carpet event where guests will be able to see the stars of the film, as well as a buffet dinner, access to select attractions, and reserve seating for the movie's premiere, which will take place by the Rivers of America. We talked about this a few weeks ago. I'll say it again. Good for Disney. This is a brilliant, brilliant idea. And, of course, you you know, having done some work with the folks out in Disneyland, it makes perfect sense to me that they would come up with something like this. This is the kind of 
they're 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 brilliant out there. I think they're just just it's a great great group of people that that work out there that run that mm-hmm. run that resort. I think they probably got people involved who wouldn't have paid to see it anyway. I think it, you know they got I, people I might from have, all over the world. I might have thought twice about being able to spend that much money on an event like that if I thought all of the money was going to charity. Exactly. I think that's pretty cool. Oh, definitely. This is something that Disney does very well. They do charity work extremely well, and a lot of it is chalked up to their cast members. Um, they've got their Helping Hand program out here, their Volunteers yeah. program. They just It's something they do exceptionally well, and they should be recognized for that. Absolutely, and applauded, and applauded for it. So that's great. That's great. Over $3 million raised for the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Awesome. And our number one story this week, Walt Disney World is making all of its resorts in Orlando smoke-free as of June 1st. On that date, smoking will only be permitted in designated areas at each resort, and guests who light up in their rooms could face a fine as high as $500. The ban applies not only to hotel rooms, but to balconies and patios as well. Disney says it is simply responding to guest demands for a smoke-free environment, and states that smoking rooms make up currently less than 4% of the 24,000 hotel rooms at its 22 Orlando resorts. The ban does not affect non-Disney-owned hotels, including those in the downtown Disney area or the Walt Disney World Swan and Dolphin. The policy is similar to the no-smoking policy currently in place at Disneyland. Peter, the Swan Hotel is all non-smoking. They, they went and did that this year. Right. I'm just saying that this ban is separate. Right. This is a, for Disney-owned hotels. Okay. And these specific fines and this whole thing are just the Disney-owned hotels. I don't know of any fine imposed by the Swan or Dolphin. I heard that there's also a break on insurance by doing this. I'm sure. Mm. I'm sure. I think you, your, uh, your international visitors in particular where you know this, the culture is not quite so anti-smoking as it is here in the United States may have trouble with that. And I think... You're going to see some some throwdowns going on at the front desk when somebody gets handed a five hundred dollar fine for smoking in their room, and I mean because right now from what we what we're hearing is if they suspect you of smoking in the room, they will fine you. I have to say something about uh, international visitors, and I apologize. I've only been out of the country once. John and I went to Italy, and one of the things we noticed that was that the people who smoked in Italy were much more polite about it than the people you run into. Here, and uh, not to be, make make puns or anything, but they were much more. They were much less in your face about it. Well, I mean, as a smoker, yes, I'm a smoker. Um, the, I, I've always felt that my right to light up a cigarette uh, does not is does does not uh, trump a non-smoker's right to breathe clean air. Yeah, you're right. Um, and you know, when I'm in a non, you know, I usually don't get a smoking room. Because it's better for me to have to walk outside when I light up. I smoke less. I smoke less. I, now, I know some smokers are like, oh, smokers' rights, smokers' rights. You know what? This is how it is. This is how it is. And, you know, I, I, personally, I think the more, the more restrictive it gets, the more attractive it is for people like me who really want to stop and are trying to quit. So... It's there, there's just there's no there's no positive no positive health benefits to smoking. There's no ambiguity on, you know, its uh, its effect on the person who is smoking and the people who are around them breathing it. All right, that's going to do it for the news this week, folks. We're going to go ahead and move on to our roundtable rapid fire segment. And actually, I'm going to start this week, and a little bit uh, 
a little bit different for Roundtable Rapid Fire. I want to talk about Diz Radio, actually, and the fact that uh, I may have to take Diz Radio off the air, uh, primarily because of some changes that have been made to the law. Uh, the Copyright Review Board last month, which oversees the rules governing the payment of royalties to artists and songwriters, has decided to drastically increase the amount of money being charged to Internet radio stations like Diz Radio and what we would have to pay for the use of copyrighted material. Now, currently, um, we go through a service called Live 365, which uh, hosts about over 10,000 Internet radio stations. And it's a brilliant thing because anybody can start up a radio station. Uh, you upload your music. And they track, you know, you put all the information in, they track who the artist is, and, all, and they, they make payments to ASCAP and BMI, the organizations that pay the royalties to the artists. And it's been a great thing. Well, the, basically what the, uh, the new rule is saying, which goes into effect, July, was supposed to go into effect May 15th, they've extended it now to July 15th, basically saying that 60% 60, 60 to 300% of the revenue generated by these stations will have to be paid in royalties. Now you compare that to what satellite radio pays, which is somewhere between four and seven percent, and what broadcast with standard radio pays, which is absolutely nothing. Because back in the 1930s, uh, radio stations were able to convince Congress that uh, what they did was promotion. They were promoting these songs and these albums and these artists, and as a result, people were going out and buying these albums. So from this law in the 1930s, a radio station does not have to pay any royalties when they play a song. And uh, right now there is a, uh, a bill before Congress uh, that will basically reverse this. And it's H.R. 2060. It's the Internet Radio Equality Act. And I'm going to put some uh, links on the show notes page for uh, everyone to check out. About this, about this issue, and about who to contact if you have, uh, uh, if you if you have, so if you so desire, but about I'm I'm going to say about sixty to seventy percent of your radio station, your internet radio stations, are going to end up going off the air uh, as a result of uh, as a result of this change. If this is allowed to go through, it's really awful. That That's is a horrible. shame. A lot of so, people like this radio. A lot of people like you know just internet radio in general. It's 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 tremendous creative programming that goes into this, and people really pour their heart and souls into this. It's some wonderful creativity, and it's all going to go away if this is allowed to stand. And this is just part. You know, the recording industry is losing a fortune because they're not selling CDs, and they haven't changed their business model sufficiently in the last three or four years to keep up with things like iTunes. They haven't changed anything. They're insisting that they're going to make the same money they were always making the way they were always making it, and they're punishing Internet radio stations. They figure, you know, the people on the Internet are the reason we're not making the, uh, the royalties we used to make, so now we're going we're gonna to put it back on them. You know, we're the guys trying to do this legitimately. We, 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 I don't mind paying the royalties for the songs we play. Um, that's the beauty of going through a service like Live 365. They handle all that for us. And it's, you know, this is a legitimate business. It's a legitimate operation. Why shut them down? Go after the pirates yeah. if that's what you want. Go after the pirates. But they can't. 
So this is the kind of nonsense that they that they're pulling. So if you uh, if you like internet radio, whether it's Diz Radio or any other radio station, because this affects all of us, um, then I really strongly suggest you educate yourself as to what's going on. And if you feel so compelled, let your congressman know that uh, you support HR two zero six zero. That needs to pass. That needs to pass. So that's my roundtable, my rapid fire item. So, Bob. Pete, I have a uh, rapid-fire item. I have an exclusive price on the Radisson, $69 uh, for any day, basically any day in 2007. Wow. uh, There are some blackout dates, but there's very few. Uh, I've been working on the deal. The thing is, you have to book it by June 15th to get it and... uh, for our podcast listeners, you also will get a free upgrade to a sleep number bed from the the regular uh, standard bed uh, if you put in the words podcast promo in the special request area when you book in your reservation. And that is another $10 value that you're getting over and above. And when you're, when you're checking out the pricing... Uh, Check what the price is because there were times I was seeing sixty nine dollars, but the the rate was like one oh nine or something like that for certain dates. So, I mean, you want, you might want to book it for like the holidays if it's available. Check it out; uh, it's a great thing. I mean, they have high speed internet, which is free. They have a refrigerator in the rooms, which is no charge. Uh, transportation to Walt Disney World, Sea World, Universal. And they have planned activity, so it, this is a great deal. And just in the interest of full disclosure, we should uh, we should state that uh, uh, the Diz does have a business relationship with uh, the Radisson. Radisson and uh, celebration. But what we do with anything like this, the only time we mention it on the show is when we feel the what they're offering is really worth putting on the show. So it does have to these things when we mention them do have to uh, rise to the level of of good content. We just can't push. We're not just going to push them because we have a business relationship. So, but in in the interest of full disclosure, I want to make sure that we yep. we start mentioning that. So, thank you very much, Mr. Varley. Okay, Mrs. Martin, the lovely and talented Mrs. Martin. Short and sweet from me this week. Um, November park just hours like are you, out. Baby. <laughs> just like you, baby. And you can visit the website to find them. Also, I want to say a quick thank you to those who um, sent emails or um, you know any sort of correspondence, sending condolences to Corey and I. And um, that was it. Thank you. Glad to have you guys back. Glad to be back. I have um, just a few rehabs I want to touch on. Uh, Spaceship Earth at Epcot is going to be closed for refurbishment uh, June 22nd and June 23rd. Then again, And then it's going to be closed again July 9th through November 1st. Also, uh, Maelstrom at Norway is going to be closed through May 24th. Let's see. The Haunted Mansion, again, is going to be closing from June 6th through September 12th. And at Animal Kingdom, Tusker House Restaurant, located in Africa, is going to be closed from April 20th through November 16th. Just one more. At Disney's Wild World of Sports, the uh, the sports experience, that's like the interactive play area for like football and soccer and all that stuff, that's been suspended indefinitely. Just, I guess, for the... Um, Lack of interest. I don't I think know, but all the other sporting activities are still yeah. going on. I think what, it's going away. What will I buy Kevin for his birthday now? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> 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 
I have the Sounds Like Summer concert series coming up. Starting June 11th, there will be cover bands playing at the America Gardens Theater throughout the summer. Uh, people like uh, Slippery When Wet, the ultimate Bon Jovi tribute. Staying Alive, a tribute to the Bee Gees. There will be a Garth Brooks cover band, Aretha Franklin, a salute to the Eagles, Billy Joel, uh, Elton John, and Chicago. The one I haven't mentioned is my favorite. There's going to be an ABBA tribute band, and their name is <laughs> Bjorn again. <laughs> Speaking of the concert series, we went the other night to see Petula Clark. Oh, how was that? Um, I am a Petula Clark fan from way back, and I have to tell you, Petula Clark, uh, her voice is um, not what it used to be. We loved her. But it's not what it used to be. She was awful. I was, she was just <laughs> plain. John, what did you, John, John, what did you really say? Don't, it. don't hold back, John. <laughs> At first, I thought it was just me. I said, you know what? Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm not hearing the right thing. Because the man in front of me seemed to really be enjoying himself. And then I realized he just had really bad bridge work. And he was smiling through the whole thing. It was terrible. <laughs> okay, I was trying to be really polite. <laughs> yeah, so much for that. Yeah. <laughs> Blow that out of the water. She, she would have been voted off American Idol in week one. Oh, really? She, she was not, she's not at her prime. Her voice is gone. It's shot. And, and she had jet lag, which she kept telling us, but that wasn't it. And then she did this thing where she sang the Beatles song, I Want to Hold Your Hand, but she sang it slow. Like a ballad. <laughs> like a oh, ballad. no. And she said she was going to sing a Beatles song, and you could see the, the look on everybody's face. She was a good 30 seconds into it, and we couldn't figure out what it was. <laughs> bad. Oh, that's too bad. Mm. That's too bad. Poor Petula. Pete, you mentioned the uh, premiere of Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End at Disneyland on May 19th. Um Kelsey, our Disneyland manager, wanted to make sure I brought up some information mm -hmm. about the event so that people are prepared for it. First and foremost, all of the tickets are sold out for this event, so you're not going to be able to actually go to it. However, Disneyland will open at 6 a.m. on that day, and um, you can try to plan to, spot out a pl to, to get a spot on Main Street, but get there very, very early because they know from experience from last year's event that the spots will go very early. Um, she's saying we're not sure if Disneyland will allow guests to save spots beginning at 6 a.m. as they did last year. She's suggesting that you visit New Orleans Square, Critter Country, Frontierland, and Adventureland during the early part of the day because they will be closing at 4 p.m. 4 p.m. to prepare for the event. There'll be no re-entry or new admission after 5 p.m. Fantasyland, Tomorrowland, Mickey's Toontown, and Main Street USA will, will remain open until 8 p.m., and California Adventure will be open until 11 p.m. Um, they fully anticipate that the park will be sold out very early in the morning and will oh, probably sure. be closed by noon. Close to so. capacity, sure. And just because the tickets are going doesn't mean you shouldn't make a donation to make a wish. Absolutely. Good point. Claustrophobia is going to set in in that park that day. In Petula Clark's name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> make a wish that Petula Clark stops singing. <laughs> Please stop singing. Please. Poor Petula. I have an update on a rumor that I told you about a year and a half ago, or at this point it might even be longer than that. Uh, the arcade in the Contemporary Hotel has been moved to the fourth floor. The Food and Fun Center has been moved up to where the Wine and Spirits store was at the far, I believe it's the north end of the fourth floor, the Grand Canyon Concourse. That's now the arcade. It's my understanding that the Concourse Steakhouse will eventually be closing, 
and a new restaurant will open where the Food and Fun Center was. It's going to be called The Wave. It's going to be an Asian fusion restaurant, an upscale Asian fusion restaurant. It's also my understanding that they'll either be closing or drastically reducing the size of the outer rim and That's making something called uh, Chef Mickey Express. Chef Mickey's is very popular, and I believe that the Concourse Steakhouse will be going away. Wow. Concourse Steakhouse is good, too. Mm-hmm. Some good food. And the yeah. Outer Rim. I love the we Outer Rim. The what outer a shame. Rim. Me too. The Outer Rim is one of those places that's original to the co- Contemporary Hotel. They have As a, a matter of there, there was a drink there. There's a gentleman there who's been with Disney for quite a while, and I believe he's one of the ones who, one of the few ones who knows the recipe. You can order a pink monorail. A pink monorail was available when the Contemporary opened in 1971. Hmm. Wow. Hmm. Okay, cool. Well, thank you very much for that, Kevin. All right, that is going to do it for Roundtable Rapid Fire. We're going to move on to our next segment. I'd like to talk a little bit about the upcoming uh, Gay Day celebration that's uh, happening at Walt Disney World, May 31st uh, through June through June 3rd. Um, this, is a, uh, this is a yearly event. This has been going on for how long now? Is this the 16th annual, I think they said? It's been around a while. Um, and this is going to happen on this is a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday event. And I know a lot of people on the site are because Disney does not. Uh, this is not a sanctioned event by Disney. This is not. They don't sign a contract with Disney to do group group services and things like that. So Disney doesn't really advise people that this is is going on. And of course, as with anything dealing with gays and lesbians, it's always controversial. And uh, so. You have a scenario where there's about mm, roughly a hundred thousand, I'd say, attendees on a normal, on a normal year. I think last year the count was about a hundred thousand people that that came in for this. And that's and, into the Orlando area. Into though. the Orlando area, not just not necessarily the Magic Kingdom or right. one of the Disney parks. It does. It does get crowded though. Yes. It does get. It, it does absolutely spike uh, in the crowds. Now, regardless of what your feelings on gays and lesbians are. Um, at the very least, our suggestion is that if you're going to, you know, if you're going to be in the parks during that week, uh, just avoid whichever park is the featured park for that day. They have uh, on May 31st, Animal Kingdom is the featured park for Gay Days. Uh, Friday, June 1st is Disney MGM Studios. Saturday, June 2nd is Magic Kingdom, and Sunday, June 3rd is Epcot. And like with any other event, bringing in large crowds. Just avoid that park on that day if you don't. If that's not where you want to be, historically you won't see the huge spike in crowd attendance at the three other parks. The right. day you're really going to see a huge difference is on Saturday at the Magic Kingdom. You'll see hordes of people wearing red T-shirts, and what that means is that they are either gay, lesbian, or a supporter of the gay and lesbian group, and. If you're not looking for crowds, if you're looking to stay away from the crowds and you want to avoid the same temperature as the surface of the sun. <laughs> <laughs> All the things I love about going to Disney, right. hot and crowded. <laughs> you might want to pick a different park that day. But I don't think you'll see the huge influx of uh, people at the other parks. Now, also, the official hotel this year is the Hotel Royal Plaza. Am I correct? I believe and so. I believe so. So that also means that if you're staying at the Hotel Royal Plaza and you didn't know that this was going on. Um, the host hotel tends to be uh, where a lot of parties... I mean, there are parties all over town 
uh, related to gay days. And I believe that um, Pleasure Island is actually closed down for a certain amount of time one night uh, <laughs> for private parties and then open to the general public. I believe Typhoon Lagoon does Typhoon the same thing. And Typhoon party. Lagoon does. Now, Corey, you worked, uh, you worked Blizzard Beach during one of the... Uh, oh, yeah, and, and we had red shorts on. <laughs> so, <laughs> and then we, yeah, I remember just lifeguarding, and it, it was it was something. It, it was definitely something. I mean, you know, they're floating by in the creek, you know, two to a tube. Um. Well, now part of the um, <laughs> part of the controversy that surrounds uh, gay days, and I, I had a uh, I have a, a an article on the site that's been up for a few years now regarding this um, is the um, sometimes some of the some of the Whenever you have 100,000 people or any number, any large number of people coming in the crowd, 99.99% of the participants, especially I can say with gay days, are there to have a good time, behave appropriately, are, are there just to enjoy themselves. You get a small group of people yeah. that tend to take it too far. And my article, my, my article made it sound like the entire week was like that, and I just recently amended the article, put a, a note at the top of it saying that you know, during the week at these other parks, it's really pretty benign. I haven't heard the stories or the complaints that we've heard on, uh, at the Magic Kingdom. The, Saturday, the, first Saturday, the first Saturday of June at the Magic Kingdom, some stuff can go on. You may see stuff that may not be appropriate for children. And this is where I, I know your sister worked. Yeah, the Magic Kingdom at the Magic Kingdom guest services. And last year, they said it was the worst, uh, the worst number, the highest number of complaints they'd ever received. Yeah, they're actually anticipating it um, again. So I mean, I guess they're just they're expecting it. You know, it's and most of the complaints came from people that that didn't know this was going on during that week, and they you know they're they're at that uh, featured park that day, and. You know, they're like, I can't believe my kids had to see this. What, what, you know? So it was a lot of a lot of complaints for you know people that just had no idea about gay days or when it was taking place. So, I mean, be warned. And even some of those complaints, I think, can be um, not all of them, but some of those complaints can be just attributed to the shock factor of I'm coming into the Magic Kingdom and there's a gay event going on. And here. That's right. And people's uh, people's prejudices, people's right feelings on it. Um, come to the surface. I, I wasn't expecting this here. I wasn't expecting to have to yeah. deal with this today. Um, and I think, and again, I, I, where Disney is concerned, they're in a, they're in an absolutely untenable position. They can't, you know, you, they can't warn people when they call when they when people make reservations because then, you know, it looks as though they're trying to discourage people from coming to the park and they're saying something negative against gays and lesbians which Disney doesn't do. And applause on, for Disney. Exactly. On the other hand, you know, people are like, why don't they tell me about this? Well, Disney doesn't really say anything about uh, was it the Tom Joyner family reunion that goes on once a year? Um, it's a very popular black uh, radio host who has I mean, that's a huge crowd. Yeah. That comes in for that Disney, you know, and that is and that is a sanctioned event that they they have, right. you know, Aretha Franklin comes in and plays in the park. And you stuff. don't call up and Disney doesn't say, oh, by the way, Pop Warner is going to be here the week you're going to exactly. Be here. So I mean, I think also you have to understand too, this is not something that Disney would ever, um, I think, temper in any way because they're making a lot of money. These private events 
that go on are huge money-making opportunities for Disney. So, it, you know, people say, well, why doesn't Disney stop it or why don't they put an end to it? I also think Disney gets a bad rap for allowing it to happen. And I have to tell you that in the past, the past couple of years, SeaWorld, Universal, Wet n' Wild, Busch Gardens have all begged the promoters of Gay Days mm-hmm. at Disney to be part of this. Absolutely. This is a huge money-making proposition. Of course. 100,000 people have bucks in their pocket. Mm-hmm. So Especially is, gay people. Right, this is not something that any park is going to turn down. And, and nor should they. Right. Nor should they. Um, you know, Disney, as you said before, Disney should be applauded. And, uh, you know, anybody that's listened to the show knows I will take Disney out for a walk for anything. But being a gay man and having, as I say in my article, you know, having experienced everything pretty much I think that Disney has to offer on both coasts, doing it with my male partner, I have never once ever been made to feel uncomfortable, been treated any differently. I've always been treated with a great deal of respect. I think Disney treats their gay and lesbian employees with a great deal of respect. I think their decision to extend um, uh, weddings, uh, wedding ceremonies in the uh, wedding pavilion to uh, gay and lesbian couples was, was smart business and just the right thing to do. Disney's really good about that. Disney's very good about its non-discrimination policies. And it's like I said, it's an untenable position for them. It also, and I, I think that if you have strong feelings about this, then the Magic Kingdom on that one Saturday is probably not the day for you. Exactly. I would not attend the Republican National Convention. <laughs> I think if you have strong feelings about it, I, I think the word you used is benign. My experience has been that this is a benign event. It's just you probably, if you weren't aware of it, might not notice if it weren't for the red T-shirts. Mm-hmm. And I think if you feel strongly about it that that's not the place for you, I think it's great that you choose a different avenue of entertainment for the day for and, everyone involved. But by the same token, though, I would also I, I would also say that to that one-tenth of one percent of our gay brothers and sisters Behave. who attend, um, remember where you are. Right. You yeah. know, um, hold hands, hug, enjoy the day. Enjoy the day. No one's saying don't be yourself. But you know what? Keep some of the outfits that you would normally wear to a bar. Yeah. You know, or to, or to Gay Pride Week in New York. Keep keep those in your room. I know my sister said there was there was one guy skipping down Main Street with like a tiara and a little a little wand saying he was like the mayor of Main Street and he had a little crazy little pink outfit on. You know, I mean that's okay. I think that's funny. <laughs> I do too. But, but I mean, these are. <laughs> I was there one year and there were three dressed as Flora, Fauna, and Merriweather, and I got to tell you. They were hilarious. Yeah. You know, just if Bob wants to strut down Main Street hey. and dress like a fairy, it's all right. But, but Pete, I, Wait, I, whoa, 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 whoa. A, f- a fairy on a hold, cart. Hold on here. Hold on. Wait. Hold on. John pulled the plug here. <laughs> that was not me running down Main Street. And look, like ladies you. and gentlemen, he behold, was skipping. behold homophobia. <laughs> no, 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 no. I am no. straight. I am straight. I it's am straight. It's hard to skip in a boot. <laughs> I mean, I have, my, I have my red shirt. Bob also has a, uh, a, a rainbow uh Luggage uh, strap, and I, I was very proud of this. No, and then every time he shows Honestly, his luggage strap, you, I got this as a present. He's very and we're proud of you too, Bob. I'd go traveling, and you put it on the suitcase, and and then they start saying, hey, "You can't, what? You can't use that." And it's like, why? Who's they? I don't know. I, Peter, 
Said I couldn't use it. Well, I, I, I made I, I made him self-conscious. He, I said, Bob, you know, that's the gay flag. That rainbow is the gay flag. Bob, you be proud. Be proud of who you are. I wear red shirts. <laughs> and it's just not on gay day weeks. Good for you. I also want to say that, um, you know, heterosexual people are not the only people with families. You know, you do have uh, gay couples today, you know, male and female, who have families. So I think that also the people who visit during Pride Week or Pride Fest um, should always remember that as well. You know, that you are not the only people who have families. Exactly. Respect those people and their children as exactly. well. And, but, I'll, and I'll, but I'll say this. The, um, the gay couples there with their children are not the ones. No. Oh, definitely not. But at the same time, you know, some themselves. people it makes them uncomfortable when it's same-sex marriage, you know, with children or whatever. It doesn't make me uncomfortable. But at the same time, everyone is allowed to have a family. Exactly. Oh, yes, you absolutely. Know? I have one have more thing to say. What you're saying about behaving and considering where you are could really be said to anybody entering absolutely. the party. I was just going to say right. that. I was it's, just going to say that this applies. This applies. This applies to heterosexual couples as well as gay couples. That there are certain things. That simply do are not for public consumption. I do not want it. We were over in Universal uh, yesterday, and you know, there's a couple standing outside of Jaws. I wanted to just go, a straight couple. I just want to go slap them. Go get a room. There's three hotels within walking distance. Go take one. I say that all the time in the parks. You go know, get a room. it doesn't belong. You know, I just, I don't want to see it. You know, and we were there. We're there with Walter's family, and you know, uh, you got kids sixteen, twelve, and five, and you know, Walter and I make. You know, we make no secret of the fact that we're in a relationship, but at the same time, it's not appropriate for us to be discussing anything intimate around the children or anything, you know, whether, regardless, any couple. No tonsil hockey, please. Uh, and no thongs. And I'm I, not well, talking about the kind you wear on your well, feet. I'm, I'm if I can kind. see it, it shouldn't, I shouldn't be able to see it. I don't wear thongs. <laughs> okay, well, we are thanking, we are thanking all that is holy. I have to go poke out my mind's eye now. <laughs> yeah, really? Oh, oh, my eyes! Oh, my eyes! Those are the shoes, right? No. What? <laughs> a thong. Just is... behave. You're in a public place. In a public Straight, place. Gay, adult, child, behave. Everybody, yes. exactly. And I think that you know it's unfortunate, but this happens in gay. You know, I, I watch this happen in gay pride parades. The you know that one tenth of one percent. That's what people remember. The guy and in the chaps with no of, underwear on. Exactly. They don't think about you know the other 99% of the people who are, in fact, there just to experience it and have a good time. And Those are the ones that just want the attention. And I unfortunately, also, they're the ones who get the attention. They get the right. attention. Just and like the news. Not, it's just not like, right. Just like celebrities. It's, it's that negative aspect that people focus on. I invite anybody who has any issues or any concerns about going, go to the boards. There's a couple of really good threads out there, and a lot of them are what people's personal experiences are when they went to gay days. And just read them, and you'll get honest feedback about what people think and what they've experienced for themselves. Oh, also, one more thing I want to say, too, is um, not to defend people who act inappropriately in the parks, but just the nature of being gay in America, people are very closeted and very secretive and very ashamed and scared. So a lot of times what happens when these people come to an event where That's they called oppression. Right. For nothing of their own doing. So when they come to an event like this, sometimes they, quote unquote, let their hair down. Not that it's right, 
But I think that that's what we see. You see that person in the Midwest who cannot be open and out doing something that they would not normally do in their own lives. And it's unfortunate because it becomes part of the negative stereotype. But there are any number of other groups that have been through as much oppression or more than gays and lesbians have that don't do that. Uh, and but those people who were oppressed were not oppressed for their sexuality. Well, I mean, I think, you know, being oppressed uh, for the color of your skin or... That's a visible thing. You know, well, it's... I'm, I'm not saying it's right. I'm just giving you my... But it, it's, it's no less... Sociological it, interpretation it, of what it's... It's no less damaging to the soul, though, simply because it's a physical versus a sexual thing. It's no less damaging to the soul. And people that, you know... People that are oppressed, people that are discriminated against for generation after generation, um, yeah, I mean, behaviors behaviors become ingrained. And right now, you know, gay is, is a real target. I don't believe, like I said, you know, the, the promoters of the event say, come out and be seen. I've always made my opinion on this clear. I don't think the Magic Kingdom is, the, uh, Disney World is necessarily the place to do that. Come out and be seen. That's fine. But it doesn't need to be a protest. It doesn't need to be, I'm going to shove who I am and what I do in your face. Because I've, I've always felt, the way I've tried to live my life anyway, is that just by being who I am, not making any apologies for who I am, and living my life and not lying about anything and not living in fear and not living in a closet, I, I do more, I think, that way to promote a positive image, hopefully, of what gay men and lesbians are really like. Because, no, we don't really go running around. And that, it bothers me because, I, 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 like I said, I try and live as normal a life as, as I can live. And, I see, and these, these, these people that are out there acting like fools give us all a bad name. And we're not like that. And a lot of people walk away thinking that's what gays and lesbians are. And we're not. We're not. Um, there's, like any other group of people, there's a small group that choose to make them make their presence known in an inappropriate way and that's why by bringing it into the magic kingdom it's almost like it's it's an it's it's daring it's daring some people to do that because oh look it's like the family playground this is where all the heterosexuals are and i'm going to show them who i am it's not the place for it it's just not the place for it can i interject here my take on it okay is okay the magic kingdom may not be the place but in this world when you when you're trying to get a point across sometimes the extreme sometimes it has to be because the news agencies if it it's like ho oh, okay that's it it doesn't get any attention and it just goes away and no one hears the message the extremes in this instance do well, absolutely I, nothing I, to further there the are a cause. lot of kids the magic I'm, I'm not, isn't that the same with if you said the religious right, the extremists are the ones that most of the people who a people of faith raise their hands and go, they don't talk for me. Right. That could be said of any group. Any group. Of right. any group at all. Any group that's that fanatical, the yeah. majority of the group goes, whoa, you're not talking for me. And, and that's why, you know, when, when, when the, uh, and if the religious right, if the extreme religious right were to be proselytizing on Space Mountain, that would be equally as offensive to me as yeah. what some of the things I have seen and heard about that go on in the Magic Kingdom on uh, on the first Saturday of June. But you see, when and I don't understand why this isn't done when 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 there's a Christian when, the Night of Joy, the Christian concert, 
is done as a hard ticket event. You choose to go there. You pay extra. You you go there if if, if Christianity isn't your thing. You just don't go to that event. Um, with a, especially with the with the volume, the number of people coming into town. Why not just make it a hard ticket I, event? I would like to think, Peter, that someday in the future, that that will happen. I think. I think it, that Disney's gone. But you see, the, here's the, the reason. I think it could happen now. I think there's enough people and enough organization. For this, Gay Days is a very organized event. There's enough money and enough organization, but the point of it, in many instances, in the minds, of, at least in the minds of some of the organizers, is to go in and be seen, and that's the that's the protest part that I don't think belongs in the but Magic I think Kingdom. Someday, I think gays and lesbians someday, absolutely belong in the Magic right. Kingdom. I think, I don't someday think the protest that does. will be a hard ticket event. That I'm just I don't not until not until the mindset. I have I a request. I realize Julie and Corey won't be here. They're going to their own gay event. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. I got, I got to back up a second. We, uh, <laughs> oh, oh, we, yeah. We, yeah I'm, I'm not, it's I'm your not. turn now. <laughs> straight, 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 straight. straight. We, um, we have a Key West trip planned at the end of this month. Um, we, we've had it planned for like two and a half months now with my sister and her boyfriend. Well, yesterday at a little Cinco de Mayo party, he says, um, you know June 1st is Pride Fest in Key West? I'm like, oh, Great. <laughs> and if you think the Magic Kingdom gets wild, you, see, you ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> I have a request for the rest of you. Would you consider going this year? What? To Magic to Kingdom? A. Saturday. I'll so, go. I've got to tell you, I have to kick drag John out of the house kicking and screaming. I'll go with you. It's hot and it's crowded. I Two of his care. least favorite words. Kevin, you know I'll go with you anytime. I would love anyway. you all to go and see it. I will. I'll I go. Have, I've been before, but it was, um, I think, like 2003. I'm going to try to make it to they all have, all four parks. They have different gays now. For, what? <laughs> there are different gays now since 2003. Listen, you know, there's like, a whole new listen, crop. <laughs> you got to write these rules and things now. I just want to get so screwed up. I would like to are go back. I will that, go. Are you going to take that each, rainbow luggage trap with you? <laughs> I actually had it, and I was going to bring it today to the the show and put it I up on the wall. I think you should wear it as a belt. You guys I could leave do, Bob alone. I have a rainbow bathing suit. I have a red shirt with a... With an uh, antique car I on love it. you. I love will you that like luggage. Go do what you want to do. But I would love for you to go I'll with go me. I'll go with you. Good. You know awesome. I'll go anywhere with will you. Will you go? Uh, we'll see. <laughs> no, of course I will go with you this year. I'd, I like, to, I'd like to go with you to the four parks. No, I'm not no, doing no, that. No, we're not doing that. No, I'm not doing <laughs> That's four parks. The top. I'm not that fanatical. Pushing your luck with the Magic Kingdom on okay. a Saturday in June. I might go spend a couple hours in the Magic Kingdom. Yeah, yeah that's about all anybody can take. It's um, 200 degrees. Yeah, I... Uh, I want to go just to watch John have a miserable time. Uh, he starts to sweat when we get in the car. When his eyes roll back in his head, and it's like, oh, my God, what have I the, done the now? The people, the people, the well, people. And I think, I think overall the moral of the story here is, uh, like, like I said in the beginning, um, avoid the parks that are featured that day. I would not suggest that anybody not come to Orlando uh, because Gay Days or Gay Week is going on. I would say if you're not there for those events, uh, as I mentioned Thursday, May 31st is Animal Kingdom. Don't go to that park that day. Uh, Friday, June 1st is Disney MGM Studios. Avoid that park that day. Uh, Saturday, June 2nd, Magic Kingdom. Uh, certainly avoid that park that day. And uh, Sunday, June 3rd is Epcot. And uh, just do a different park. I would also say, you know, if you are going to be there and you have small children that aren't really um, exposed to it, be prepared to answer questions. Those may... I disagree. Uh, do you disagree? Yeah, I think if they're small children, 
unless you well, make I mean, a big I didn't deal say out of small it. Children, but I mean, th- there are going to be children that that are going to ask. You I know? think in this day and age, if you, there's gay people on TV, I think if you pretend or if you act as if nothing's wrong, your children will think there's well, nothing if wrong. Well, if you're the small percentage, then but you be see, prepared. here come and there, there again, the crux of my issue with this is that I don't think it's up to anybody except a parent to determine at what point in time or if that conversation comes up. Now, if you're watching television and something comes on or you're walking down the street and something comes on, that's one thing. You can't avoid that. But in the Magic Kingdom, it's almost insidious to have that take place there because someone else doesn't have the decency to behave themselves in public like a rational, mature adult. But we're talking about people misbehaving yeah, again. Yeah, right. Yeah, well, that's, exactly. well, that, well that's, right. that's that's all that would raise the question. Right. But it, I mean, just, the, on just any given I think day. two guys walking down the street holding hands, I don't think is going to raise that question. Well, I think two guys, some people. I two, mean, guys, two guys making out in front of Cinderella Castle will. I think we talk about we're talking about the extreme of how people are acting that day. I think there's also an extreme of how people are reacting that day. Again, if you read those threads on the boards... I had to explain to my kid why two people of the same sex were holding hands. You know, that's what somebody found offensive. So, I mean, I now, think it runs the gamut on both sides. And like I said, you know, but you that can, can you happen can certainly, any day of the year. I you mean, can, honestly. But you, can, you, can certainly, you can certainly dismiss a certain percentage of the comments and complaints about gay days to homophobia. However, I don't think that everyone that dislikes gay days or finds it inappropriate or find some of the behavior that goes on there during gay days inappropriate, is a homophobe. Um, I think that there are reasonable people out there who really don't have an issue one way or the other with gays or lesbians, who just don't feel that the Magic Kingdom is... It, it's, it's just... And like I said, because part of it is organized to be a protest. Part of it is organized to be an event that, that shows heterosexual America, we're here, we're queer, get used to it. And that's all well and good, but keep it on Fifth Avenue. That you keep on Fifth Avenue. If you're coming there to have a good time, if you're coming there to be a guest of Walt Disney World and enjoy the attractions and enjoy time with someone you love, great. Then absolutely, come on in. Leave the go-go shorts at home. Okay, it just doesn't need to be at the Magic Kingdom. Damn, now I have to rethink my wardrobe. (laughs) (laughs) So... But it's, it's, you know, it's, again. Um, I think it all boils down to that one word. Behave. Yeah. Behave. Behave. Kevin, and you, you, hopefully, hopefully people will. But, you know, you always get that, that one, that, that, that group. You get that, that small group that, that paints the rest of, the, of us with. I went to see Petula Clark the other night. And there was a couple in their mid-50s. And they were actually rubbing each other. Get a rub. From where I was sitting. Ugh. And I thought to myself, well, that's not something anybody wants to say. Uh, really? No. So again, I go back to my thought that this is true of edge for anybody. Exactly. If and it can in, happen any day right. of the year. I think it goes to the, the words were and public decency can, when can, I was can, growing up. And if, if there's any comment, I think, of the... I mean, and I've gotten literally at this point has to be thousands of emails about it. Um, if there's any comment that is repeated consistently through all those emails, it's that. I don't want to see anybody doing that. Yeah, gay or straight. I don't want to see anybody doing that. Two seconds. Gay Day started. The way it started was they were looking for, this was before Disney offered rights to same-sex partners. And what they were looking to do was it was a way of showing people how many gay people came to the Magic Kingdom. 
And all they asked to do was the Gay and Lesbian Community Center here in Orlando asked you to take your money and either go get $2 bills or to write on your money queer money. And that's all they asked for. Yeah. And then what happened was someone said, well, as long as we're all going to be there, let's all wear the same color. And it was, let's all wear red. And it just, that, it just as... And it the, just kind of grew from that. Right. As the Diz picked lime green, the gay people in Orlando picked the color red. And what happened was this has grown. And the fact that it is a moneymaker, yep. usually gay people don't have large families. If they have children, it's a small family. So there's usually more disposable income. This has become a financial, there's financial clout. And money is power. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. And as long as you're going to get 100,000 people looking for a hotel room and a place to have a stay and a place to eat and a place to have some fun and stuff to buy, and no one's going to turn that money away. Right. And that's how this started. Okay. I don't know if you want to use any of this, but... Yeah, no, that's good. That's good background. And, you know, like you said, you know, starting because people wanted to put pressure on Disney for, uh, to recognize right. gays and lesbians. And, and I'm going and, you to know, get off my soapbox, but if everyone had equal rights in America... This None would of this be would be necessary. Right. Yes. Right. Well, I was going to add my two cents. Right, there, right there with you on that. I was going to add my two cents to this. I mean, I know, I understand the nuances of what we're saying. We don't like to see the extremes. We don't like to see the the negative stereotypes perpetuated. But I do believe that Gay Days has a place in the Magic Kingdom, especially in our current culture, where. Uh, any joke you hear nowadays, you, you don't hear any racist jokes or sexist jokes anymore. You hear gay jokes. Um, most uh, gay people who are represented in movies and TV are a stereotype. We have a president who wants to change the language of the Constitution to discriminate against gay people. We had a Republican convention where one person stood up and said, I believe that anyone has the right to fire anyone because they found out that they are gay. So we are looking at something that I think is still pervasive in our society and and unfortunately people have to see that gay people are normal and they go and I hate to use the word normal but people go they go to the magic kingdom and they have families and they love each other and that they are parts of our society I could not agree more I do not see why the magic kingdom needs to be the venue for that for that statement no, I think you've got well, you know there just are, because it's a large you know you want it you want vacation to, destination you want to make the statement let's have let's have a, a million a million man march on Washington let's take let's ta- let's 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 take the issue to the people that are causing it. Well, I think um, a million man march would be good too, but we fe- we see that those don't work either. You know, that we had million man marches for so, gun control and that didn't work. So our president anyway. just vetoed a law that wanted to change the wording of the hate crime law to include include um, hate crimes against uh, yep. sexual orientation. Oh, there's no question that we're living in a society and a culture right now that is very hostile toward gays and lesbians. I, I, I'm certainly not denying that or belittling it. I, it's a very serious issue. But as, as I said, in my, in my opinion, and I'm just one man's opinion, um, there are so many, more, so many more constructive ways that gays and lesbians could could express that and look to change that and that what goes on in the magic kingdom does nothing to further our cause nothing it does nothing but hurt because it's 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 done for a lot of it's done for shock value come out and be seen it's shoving something down somebody's throat that is never the way that is never the way to affect the kind of change necessary to stop the discrimination that we're talking about you don't do it by beating somebody over the head you do it by showing them the truth about who you are, 
and that the threats that they think are there, these perceived threats they have about what you know gays and lesbians are and what we do, by showing them through just how you live your life that they're wrong. Let them come to that. Let them come to the realization that way. That's the way you change a society over a period of, of, of decades. But this shoving things down people's throat, that's how you change laws. And if you want to change laws, then you take that, you take that energy and you march on Washington. And you take it to the lawmakers and you affect political change. But, to, but you, you're not affecting political change in the Magic Kingdom. You're going for societal change. And societal change just doesn't happen when you beat people over the head. It, it's, it's hurting us more than helping us. That's my opinion, though. We agree to disagree. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, now we're going to move on, and we are going to do listener emails. And, Bob, why don't you go ahead and start? Okay, I got an email from Simon, uh, and he's, he's asking about he's, he's getting off the cruise ship on, at the end of May, and he has three kids, eight, six, and six, and uh, he wants to do something after he gets off the ship. And his flight is until 4.30 in the afternoon. And he wants to know if the America Hall of Fame is a good place to go to kill some time. Astronaut Hall of Fame. What did I say? American Hall of Fame. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's an A word. (laughs) Uh, I got to use a highlight more often. Oh, God. I was was trying to be good this week. Why don't you start over? No, I don't want to. Astronaut Hall of Fame. (laughs) And he wants to know if if they can go over there before, you know, they take off in the afternoon. And I think he's cutting it too close, okay? I called the check, and they said to get through it is like two or three hours. And you don't know what the ship is going to get off, you know, when you're going to be able to get off the ship. So you could be getting off at like 9 o'clock in the morning or, or maybe even a little later. So... I'm not sure. I mean, if you want to try it, it, it it's two, two to three hours to go through it. It's, it's not the whole NASA Kennedy Space Center, which I absolutely love this. And, you know, you can see things of how space uh, flight developed. Mm-hmm. And I love space flight. I, I just love going over there. You have to keep into uh, take into account that uh, Orlando International recommends that you be there two hours early, exactly. and you're an hour away. I was just going to say right. that. So that that's the other thing hours. that people who don't live here don't know is that people in or the the police in Florida don't do things the way they do in the rest of the country. If there's an accident on the road, they don't move the accident to the side of the road; they close the highway. Yeah. Right? So you can. And I'm not suggesting that this will happen. I mean, obviously, no one knows that. But if there's even a minor fender bender, you can be in traffic for several hours. So it's the kind of thing that I don't know that I would suggest. I I wouldn't suggest it, you know, for this particular instance. But I will suggest that people should schedule a day to go over to the Kennedy Space Center and and the Astronaut Hall of Fame Mm -hmm. to see what the history of space flight is about and... And the IMAX theater. Yeah, the Kennedy everything. Space Center is really a great I mean, destination. I haven't been there in a while, and just this email kind of got my interest up. There, the is, a, there is a store in the Orlando International Airport devoted to the Kennedy Space Center, so yeah. I realize it's not the same thing, but it's and something you might want to look at if you on, don't have time. Also, unlike a lot of airports, I think Orlando International has some really neat 
stores and things. I love walking around. It's a real. I'll tell you, it's one of the better malls in the yeah. Orlando area. I got to be honest kill with some you. Time, yeah. Where are you going shopping? The airport. <laughs> yeah. Don't laugh. I've done that. No, He's done I've it. Done it too. Kevin, I've done it as well. I agree. Totally I've agree. Done it. It's great stores. <laughs> I've done it against my I, will. I, but I, I've done it. I just want to mention another thing. There's a shuttle launch coming up with in the next month. So for, right. That's and, right. There's a June window. That's and right. And there's actually, if you go onto the Kennedy Space Center website. You can actually buy tickets to go to that launch. And just if you if you do buy tickets to go to a launch, just keep in mind that you are kept about what is it ten miles away. Yeah, uh, is the viewing area. Some people think that they're going to go see a launch and they're going to be like fifteen feet away from the pan. Yeah, no, <laughs> and but that you, just isn't how it works. But, but they do advertise it as the closest available spot to the right. actual launch. And that's really cool, and I'm going to look into doing also it Also, keep in mind that you, if, you're, if there is a launch, first of all, traffic on the way to the Space Coast will be incredibly increased. Get there early. And you can see the launch from any place in Orlando. Yeah. Get a hotel room down there if you can. Okay. All right. That's mine. Who's next? I'll go next. Eric Gibson from Thompson's Station, Texas, says he's in the planning stages uh, for his next Disney trip. His question is about a character meal. They tried the princess breakfast in Norway, but weren't quite impressed with the food. Actually, he used stronger words, but let's just leave it at that. Uh, The princess time was great, but for 28 bucks for scrambled eggs, he wasn't impressed. He wants to know if there's any other character meals for other than breakfast. Well, there's a pretty much a character meal for every meal during the day. Uh, There is a also, Cinderella's Royal Table in the Magic Kingdom. That's a difficult reservation to get. And usually there is 1900 Park Fair in the Grand Floridian Resort. 1900 Park Fair is a Cinderella-based character meal. And it's currently closed until um, from July 9th through October 1st. However, they are having this character meal in the Grand Floridian Cafe. If you're looking for other characters' meals, there's places like the Crystal Palace, which is a Winnie the Pooh-based character meal. There's also a character meal at Fort Wilderness, which is based on Chip and Dale. Help me. What else am I missing? There's um, Cape May. The Cape May Cafe in the morning for breakfast is yep. a character meal, but I'm not sure who the character. That's are. also going to be 28 bucks for scrambled eggs, though. I think right. it's so. Goofy, and I think Chip and Dale are over there. The Liberty Tree Tavern, whether or not you like the food, uh, also oh, is a character oh, meal. God, <laughs> I, please. I, I have a feeling that this gentleman—I forget his name already—Eric from Thompson Station, Texas. I have a feeling, Eric, if you didn't like the food for breakfast at Norway none of the character meals will be to your liking. They're all sort of the same mass-produced, get-them-out-in-quantity type of food, and that's just because the people are there to see the characters. Well, there's also the Lilo and Stitch breakfast at Ohana. Now, I've never eaten at Ohana for breakfast, so I'm not going to comment on whether it's good or bad, but if you're a Lilo and Stitch fan, that's one place. He's right, Eric. Character meals are really not about the food. If you're looking for the best character meal, my opinion, is the Crystal Palace. But that's going to be Winnie the Pooh. Okay, Derek from Ridgefield, New Jersey writes, "Um, I've heard rumors that Disney will soon be allowing on-site guests to have unlimited use of FastPass when they present their room key. I know Universal already has this policy in place. Have you guys heard anything about this? Um, I think it's just a rumor. It's been a rumor for a while. And and keep in mind that with 24,000 hotel rooms on property... I don't know that Disney could do this logistically without forcing all their non-resort guests to wait on ridiculously long lines. You know, I think if they did do it, they should do it for like only deluxe resorts and try it out. And uh, or concierge y- guests, at y- least. Yeah, or something like that. I think I, the extra magic hours sort of take care of that. 
as a park as a hotel guest, you get extra magic hours, which allows you unlimited yeah. use of the rides yeah. after. That is the, your park. Yeah, I right. think. I think if anything, they'll extend. They'll extend those hours, or they'll extend the opportunities like that. Uh, long before they'll try and do the uh, the fast, I think it would be a logistical nightmare. I mean, Universal can get away with it because it all, they only have two thousand hotel rooms. Even if every person staying, if every resort room was filled at Universal and every one of those people was in, were, in the, were in the parks, they'd still they'd be all right. They still wouldn't fill their parks. So as opposed to Disney, where you know when you got twenty four thousand hotel rooms, it's a it's a, it's a much different dynamic. You know, what, you know what I think they're going to do. I think this is just my opinion. I think in the future you're going to see when you book a uh, Walt Disney World package, you're going to get a certain number of fast passes with that package. Might do that. Yeah. You might get like two per person per stay or one per person per day per stay or something like that. That makes more sense than giving people unlimited access because then everybody's going to be on soaring all day. Or the, yeah, or they'll charge. Yeah, they'll charge for it. They'll make it a premium right. that you can buy because you know they'll never give. They're not going to throw any. Uh, Enhancements into hotel rooms for nothing, unless um, yeah, unless occupancy goes down. But I agree they'll probably make it a part of their premium package or something, a platinum package, and or add it as a concierge level. So exactly, yeah, that's what we were saying before that oh. you can give it to concierge guests. But now, of course, we love hearing from you, and you can uh, send us an email, a podcast at www.info.com, with your questions or comments on the show, and uh, if we read your email on the show you of course get your own Diz Unplugged t-shirt and then every email that's read on the show during the course of a month at the end of the month we do a drawing uh, for some pretty cool prizes it can be anything from a $25 gift certificate on up and then we take all our prize winners at the end of the year the week before, the last show we do uh, right before Christmas and we will award one of those prize winners at random a seven night cruise on the Disney Cruise Line uh, so Absolutely send your questions, comments into us. Again, podcast at www.info.com, or you can go to the podcast main page, podcast.wdwinfo.com. I don't know if everybody's aware of the fact that everybody here gets a copy of the emails that are coming in. And I have to tell you how enjoyable it is to hear what people are saying about us. Even the not-so-complimentary stuff, I enjoy hearing it. It makes us better at what we do. And I just want to say thank you to the people who are writing to us. Truthfully, in all honesty, the feedback is the best part of doing the podcast for me. I love it. Yeah, I absolutely too. love it. I have a fan base. Yes, Bob has Bob has some fans. <laughs> the Bobbies. The Bobs. He the Bobbies. Has, he just has the base of the fan. He doesn't have the entire <laughs> <laughs> mechanism. <laughs> And I have to say, we do try and pick. We can't. We get enough feedback that we can't read everybody's email, but we are trying to pick the ones that have the widest appeal or answer the most. Uh, the people, or the ones we like the best, <laughs> or, or the names we can pronounce. <laughs> well, the well, ones no, I can't. Also, what we're doing though, um, we started this last month. We're going to continue doing this at the end of every month. Uh, we're going to do a double show at the end of the month, where uh, we ant- we answer as many. We answer a lot more emails. Trying to get as many of these uh, answered as we can. Uh, we respond. Any of the questions you have, uh, everyone gets a response, even if we don't read it on the air. Everyone does get a response. If you have any questions, we'll do our research. Uh, Regina, Regina Henricks, our producer, is uh, really good about getting back to everybody. So you can absolutely send your questions in, uh, and we're, we're, we're going to do everything we can to get as many of these uh, on the show as possible because we really, we really do love it, and we love the support 
that we're getting. And I just want to mention that I want to say thank you to um, the extraordinary number of people who wrote me this week after the History of the Diz segment last week and my discussion about some of some of my history. Um, really some, some wonderful emails. I was real nervous putting that up. I can be honest, I was nervous putting that up last week. But uh, I was glad I did it. Wasn't it nice to hear the people who said that you touched them? Yeah. That you are saying it made it less shameful for them? That's, that was why I did it. I think that's terrific. That's why I did it. Because, like I said, I know, I know what it was like for me going through it, what it is like for me going through it. I actually told Corey the same thing when I read. It was one specific email. I can't remember the lady's name, but um, where she talked about that and you talking about your depression. And I told Corey, I said, that helps anybody who has suffered. The fact that he can openly talk about it, you know? So even for me, who I've never suffered from it, but really thought it was nice. Yeah, it's uh, so, yeah, thank you, everyone. That was, I got some really, some lovely, both uh, to the podcast account and to my personal email account. I got some really, really uh, beautiful emails. So I do appreciate that. And that is going to do it for us this week, folks. We hope you enjoyed the show. Thanks for joining us, and we will be back again next Tuesday with another edition of the Diz Unplugged Roundtable. You have a great week.